All right, guys, we're back. Uh, episode 32, the Cutler cast. Uh, it's been a minute. We've been on the road doing a lot of things, but we have another one of our really large guests today, uh, someone who uh, I've had a relationship with for years, mm-hmm. and uh, we're excited to have big Nick Best on the, on the podcast today. Thanks, Welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's, uh, it's great to see you again. It's been a minute since... I've seen you bending bars at Gold's Gym on Lake Mead in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah. I remember the first time I walked in there, and I, you know, we had kind of we had seen each other around because mm-hmm. I know you were doing something with the medical field. I I know that we. Yeah, well, I was working for the beer company. Actually. That's right. Okay, yeah. so, um, and I remember walking in and seeing all these weights, <laughs> on on the squat rack, and I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going on here? And <laughs> there you were, and I know. There was talk amongst the gym that sooner or later you bent some bars there. Yeah, bent a few bars there. And this is this is before like strongman stuff was apparent, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. what, I don't know what year it was, but I was like the big guy in the gym, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was you the were 90s. the bigger guy. I wasn't the bigger guy. I was just I was better at powerlifting. Well, yeah, of course. So yeah, but no, it was good. I, yeah, I bent probably two or three bars there, maybe four. And then got told I need to bring my own bar in. So I had to put a bar in the back of my truck, pull it out, go in, squat with my own bar, and then put it back. Can you imagine having to bring your own (laughs) weights to the fucking gym? (laughs) It's crazy. I mean, you know, you you were one of those guys. So tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, what... When did you when did you arrive in Vegas? Like, what what is your background? A little bit. Uh, Well, here I arrived in Vegas uh, in 1978 uh, when I was 10 years old. Um, From where? From 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 Reno, from Fresno, from Phoenix, all over. From Illinois. I was born in Illinois, so we moved from there when I was four. Moved to Phoenix. Lived in Phoenix till I was eight. Moved to Fresno. Lived there a couple of years, moved to Reno, lived there about a year, and then moved down here. So I've been here pretty much ever since, except for when I went to college. So you're like a lifer here, man. Yeah, I love Las Vegas. I said that to him when I, so I ran into Nick at the World's Strongest Man this mm-hmm. last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, Jay's been around here forever. And then I realized, like, he's been around here. I was born in 78. He's been here as long as I've been alive. He's been yeah. here double you, and you're like yeah. the Las Vegas guy that has been here forever. Yeah. It's it's been a trip growing up. Did, did you guys see the movie Casino? Of course. Okay, you know the baseball team, the little league mm-hmm. team where yeah. the mob guys were the kids. I was on that baseball team. Really? It was called the Tigers. I played with Anthony Spalatro Jr. Yeah, who's a firefighter here in Las Vegas now. So he's a good dude. Wow. Nothing to do with the business. I mean, that you got mob ties. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, you've seen Vegas grow a oh. tremendous amount then. Yeah, I remember when the world ended at Rainbow. You know, there was nothing there west past Rainbow. L- yeah. Literally nothing but dirt roads and a couple houses here and there. Well, listen, I came I came as the 215 was just getting started, and I remember Tropicana just ending, and yeah. there was nothing out there. I mean, the 215 was, like, going to be the savior to the mess that we see on the 15 that I just got stuck in driving here, right? <laughs> right. And you working in, in that, I mean, you've probably seen – Obviously, crazy growth, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, but a lot of people have their thoughts about Vegas and, like, how it fits them, right? And mm-hmm. I think we see a lot of people come in and out because of, you know, they come in the industry. They Maybe they work nightlife or work for a different hotel chain, and then, you know, they get transferred out. But 
I've always said to people, like, a lot of questions arise. How do you stay in Las Vegas? Because all they think about is, like, the partying mm -hmm. and, like, the, the only around the strip where I live on the outskirts. I'm not sure what side of town you live in, but we get to experience, like, it's like real living, right? I yeah. Mean, I live up by Shutter Ridge Mountain. So okay. I'm about as far north as you can get and still be in Las Vegas. The cutoff's Decatur. So I'm at, like, Decatur and Grand Teton, which is way north so it, it's it's quite a commute in it's a good 35 minutes to get into the city from where i live and it's quiet out there the kids can leave their bikes in the street nobody will take them i mean it's it's rural america just like anywhere else so but 35 minutes you can go into las vegas and you know, be in the mix of everything be in the mix of everything that's going on between pro hockey and football and everything else that's going on in this crazy town so you so you went to high school here where'd mm -hmm. you go to college Went to Clark uh, High School here, graduated in 86. Went to Antelope Valley, which is junior college in Lancaster, which I think it's a four-year school now, but I could be mistaken. And then I went up to Sonoma State up in Northern California. Lived up there for about eight years. So, so it's a nice area up there. Oh, it's beautiful. That's where um, uh, Matt, what, uh, what's his name, lives up in Sonoma Valley? He's a, uh, the guy that has the farm. Yeah, the guy, our friend up there. He's he always the guy that brought me up for the uh, the expo and all that. Oh, 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 yeah, Neil. Neil, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw he's up there. So you played you played football there? Yeah, I played football at Sonoma State, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, you uh, you started powerlifting when? Uh, in 1985. In, okay. At Clark, I did my first contest in '85. I won the state championships here in Las Vegas in '86. So, and then when and what I, age was this at? Uh, 17. And you were always like, I mean, were you always bigger or? No. Uh, my senior year of high school was like 195 pounds. My sophomore year, I was about 5'3 and about 130, 140 pounds. I just put on a lot of size and got into weights and just never looked back. I just loved what it did. I know. What, it, what attracted you to it? I mean, were you just naturally stronger than everyone or? For my size, I was always really strong and it was just fun i was a, uh, a hyper we called it hyperactive back then now it's add where when i was younger i'd have to take ritalin and stuff like that which we quit taking and just realized if i exercised a lot i could burn off all that energy so i would exercise actually before i went to school um all through junior high school and high school i'd ride my bike or walk or play basketball before school so that I could burn off the energy so I could sit still through class. So uh, I was, I was five foot three at the end of my sophomore year mm -hmm. and that summer in two months, I grew to six foot six one in 60 days. So I had a similar yeah. massive growth spurt out of nowhere. Yeah. Your shins are just killing. Oh, you. I remember it's going to sleep every night. I would, I was staying by myself mm -hmm. and all through when I was 16, the summer I spent mostly by myself mm -hmm. and I go to sleep at night and my legs hurt so bad. I didn't know where it was from. Yeah. And I, you don't realize it until at the end of summer you look and I didn't see my mom for like two months and she walks through the front door and she looks at me and she was taller than me and now she's up to my chin. I was like, oh shit, I grew. I didn't realize it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I always wondered like, you know, that, you know, the, the passion you get into, you know, I was kind of introverted to be honest when I started uh, bodybuilding and uh, like you said, you know, you played sports and you're pretty active. So, I mean, were you popular with a lot of friends or did you like, were you the only one getting into this? Like who did you oh. look at? Cause I know back, like I remember Kazmaier, right? Yep. 
I mean, he was someone that I only knew when it came to strongman type things. And, you know, listen, Franco Colombo did World's Strongest Man, right? Mm -hmm. He did. So, like, who did you look at when you started competing powerlift? It wasn't what you got into with strongman later, right? This was actually lifts. Yeah. And what did you excel at the most? Was it a bench, a squat, a deadlift, all of it? Um, So who I looked at back then was probably Eddie Cohen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely comes to mind right off the top because he was the man back then. And Kurt Kozlowski, mm-hmm. who I got a ton, I got some interesting stories about that guy. He's he's a riot and he's unbelievably strong. I mean, the guy blew through a thousand pound squat. And I mean, he was deep. Both of those guys, um, they were the two guys I kind of look look up to. And Bull Stewart um, on the EDFPA side was the guy I looked up to back then. So it was. You know, those, those were the guys. I was always really good at squats, though, and I was always pretty good at bench. And deadlift was the worst out of my three, and now all three of them are actually pretty pretty good. Now, at, at one point, though, you told me you actually competed in bodybuilding. Well, I wanted to. You wanted to? Okay. I wanted to. When I was 20, I thought I was going to be a bodybuilder because... Well, I'm you more... said you started at 195, yeah, like, yeah. out of high school, right? Yep. So, I mean... But some decent size out of high school. Yeah, I mean, I was 200. Yeah, my senior year of college, I was 220, but I was 6'2". Mm-hmm. 6'2 and a half for bodybuilding, yeah. And then my joints, I mean, my wrists and my elbows, I mean, they, they're not... I'd have to get up on yeah, stage yeah. at like 290 pounds and be shredded for it to have the right type of look. And that's just not... For me, that's just not a feasible thing that's going to happen. And I was always good at lifting stuff, so... Were you a big eater, though, or...? Um, no. Has that I, always been a challenge for you, the eating portion? It's been the hardest part of, of, of it for me because you just get tired of eating, you know, and I'll eat when I'm hungry. And, you know, I maintain 305 to 310, just kind of, I eat pretty, pretty solid like What diet. are you today? What do you weigh today? Today I was 308 this morning when I got on the scale. I'm fucking so. hurting at 270. No, I know, but, <laughs> you know, this, and there's a lot, uh, you were one of, not one of the biggest guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Though the heaviest I've ever been is like 325. You know, and you were just talking about agility a little bit, like how you perform, and it seems like things are kind of shifting that way. Like the guys aren't necessarily, I know they were getting up for 450 or whatever, but it seems like now everyone needs to be a little trimmer to yeah, the, form. The, the events are getting a little bit lighter and a lot more speed orientated. So, uh, yeah, this 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 is a great time. But when, see, I, was say, I was just going to say, when, so when was your first World's Strongest Man? And Two, what did you do to qualify for it? How did you turn pro? 2010. I, I actually turned pro in 2005, winning a contest in Utah. Van Hatfield put it on. And it was a pro-am. So they had the pro-am. Pros in with the amateurs back then. Okay. And if you could win the amateur side of that, you got your pro card. And there was eight pros in there, and I got second in the first event. Travis Ortmeyer beat me in it by half a second. I remember Travis. Yeah. yeah. And all the other pros and then the amateurs. So I picked up six points or seven points over all the other amateurs in that one. And then the next one was the log, and I did horrible. I'm bad at the log, and that's just how it is. I get better at it, but it's... Still, it's one of those things I, I will, it's like an Achilles heel for me, which is okay. The next event was the frame carry, and I got second in that. Travis where I were the only two to finish the course. Kevin Nee was the only one to pick it up and get it past the start line. Everyone else got zeros. So here I just picked up another 15 points 
against all the other amateurs. And then the deadlift, uh, Kevin pulled his last deadlift at 765, Kevin Knee, and was done on his third attempts. Travis and I both pulled him on the second, and, tra- and I just had broken the amateur record, mm-hmm. and which was 755. And he's like, you just beat my record. I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Did you want to go on 800? I'm like, put it on. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, put it on. So they called 800. Travis went up and got it to his knees and put it down. I'm like, you done? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, walk up, pull it up, break his record again. <laughs> Won that one. And then I started counting, and the next event was stones. And I'd never done stones before. And I started counting. I realized I was two points to where I, I didn't even need to do the next event. I'd already got my pro card and won. And that's how I ended up with my pro card. But to get to Worlds, uh, I did a... Uh, the Fit Expo in 2010 and won. Mm-hmm. And Colin had caught me the previous year on the radar because I didn't get into any Giants Live. And at that time, there was no way to qualify for Worlds directly from the United States. It was kind of like almost a special invitation that you were doing really, really good at other international events. And so I had gotten second in Romania um, at a Super Series uh, contest. And Colin's like, look, mate, I'd love to invite you, but I'm, I'm going to invite Marshall White because he won... He goes, but, you know, I'm keeping an eye on you for next year. I win the Fit Expo. And he's like, mate, you're in. Just get ready to go. And I was like, all right. So, so like, we go NPC, IFBB, and professional bodybuilding. Right. Like, what's the ultimate, like, division? Like, what is the organization that heads up the all these strongman stuff? <sighs> That's is been, there several or? There, there's several. And okay. it's been a mess. So, the two... Big pro, like the big, biggest platform, like where two, where do you want to be? The biggest two amateur platforms have no connection to World's Strongest Man. Okay, how does that make sense? <laughs> it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so okay. welcome to the welcome to Strongman in the United <laughs> yeah, States. Yeah. So um, uh, Strongman Corporation and USS uh, do not have those any are amateur amateur federations here. So either you pick one, whichever one. Did you which, do both? Uh, no, that wasn't around. It was oh, okay. The God, what was it? American Strongman Corporation back then, which is um, Strongman Corporation now. That's Dion Wessels. Um, I had picked her, um, turned pro, went to IFSA Worlds twice in 2006 and 2007. It folded at the end of 2007. Everybody was kind of left scrambling, trying to find a way to get to World's Strongest Man. After that, it took me, you know, three years to get in, but I did. But um, there was no affiliate there. Now there's official strongman, which is a subsidiary in an amateur division of Giants Live. Okay. Giants Live is the official qualifier for a world's strongest. Okay, man. so that was just what took place. That's yeah. what you went up to Sacramento for. Right. Well, no, we that went was to, we went to world. That was the world's strongest man. That yeah. was the, yeah, yeah. the Olympia. Yeah. But is it held in Sacramento every year, or no. they switch it around like the Olympia used to go? Okay. They rotate it. I think they signed a contract for three years with Sacramento. This is the first two, but I think they're going to go. Well, I know Myrtle Beach next year. Myrtle Beach next year. I think they're going over to England. Maybe? I think after Myrtle Beach, it comes back to Sacramento, and then it goes back. And then it goes somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I think communities bid on it. Yeah. Because it brings a lot of revenue. And you've done how many strong? We're a strongest man. Ten. Wow. Did you? You were how many Arnold There's Kossack? only so many people that have done ten. Yeah, seven. Seven people. There's seven of us. How many Arnold Classics did you do? Two and an alternate for one. Okay. And how many Fit Expos? Because they used to have the Strongman there, right? Yeah, like five or six of those. Yeah, everyone they had pretty much, right? Because it was closer to Vegas. I At used the to see you there a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
And what about um? So uh, Gold's Gym in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. You were there. You well, guys no. were both there. Well, in, in the one here. Yeah. In what about Eiferman's? Were you here at the Eiferman yes, time? Did I you was. train there? Yes. Tell me about Eiferman's gym. Oh, no air conditioning. I so heard it. Let's I, start. I, with listen, that. I I hear so <laughs> many great things about this, and I'm I'm really disappointed that I missed this because oh, Jay, you would have loved it. Everyone that nuts. is like was great at bodybuilding from the era. Uh, told me about how cool this gym was. It was absolutely amazing. Where was it located? Tell me, because I don't um, know. You know where the Q Club is on Maryland yes. Parkway? It was right next okay. to it. Okay. I don't know what it is now, like a massage parlor or something. But, but like the who's who went to Eiferman's gym, right? Everybody. Hulk Hogan would be in there. Bear yeah. would be in there all the time. Yeah. Bear almost killed me in there one day. Really? Yeah, because I was like, you know, trying to talk to him, and here I have this 16-year-old kid, and I'm like, yeah, isn't all professional wrestling fake? And ooh, yeah. that was the wrong thing to say to Bear back then. He scared the daylights of me because he was huge compared to me back then. Yeah. But I, I talked to him every once in a while. He's a great dude. And the gym, uh, the culture was great though, huh? Mm-hmm. How long did you train there for? Uh, probably three, four years. Okay. So I would come back during Chris, during Christmas and all the holidays and still go train down there. When and when back. did Gold's open up? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. It, was, it had to be... Probably 87, I know someone else had opened the Golds originally, and then yep. the Nesties brought, bought it, and then they yep. opened up more facilities, right? So Correct. When I came to Vegas, I came in 02, where they had the Lake Mead was the newest one they just did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was training at Sahara Decatur a lot, and then I was training at Flamingo Sand Hill. Yeah, Flamingo and Sand Hill. That was like ultimate, right? I mean, that fit kind of, I bet, your training. Oh, more. I loved it there. I, I was training there quite a bit, actually. A lot of fun for remember the gym, there. yeah. That's where you did all the photo shoots, yeah. That's where, ben, ben that where a, you were been in the bars, been a few bars in there. And then I was doing dips in there one day with three 100 pound plates for sets of six. You see, that gym had 100 pound plates, like yeah. I remember I, I used to use them on the lake press. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't, it's a like a liability, it's just they only allow the dumbbells to go to so much, you know. But they had everything over there, so it's, yeah. it's crazy how much oh, transpired. It was great to train there, it was fun. Wow. We load the leg press up and then have guys get up on top of it. And yeah, That's it was, when you could actually nuts. train. Yeah. Oh boy. You could just get after it. Who yeah. Else, who else was in the scene back then around here? Like powerlift strongman. You know, I don't know who was really Wasn't that bench press guy here. Eric Spoto. Spoto. Yeah. Well, he trained at He trained at golds, but not, um, when I was, I don't even know what year I used to run into you much, but I mean, I, I don't even know if I was, it was around the time probably I was close to or winning the Mr. Olympia. Yeah, You were winning. I think, I think it was the year before, or the year that you that I really started talking to mm-hmm. you there, because I remember going to the Olympia and watching you win that year and just losing my mind. But it's kind of so it's kind of funny because like strongman wasn't popular then, Mm-mm. so when I saw you in there training, I'm like, hmm, you know, I didn't even know what it was really for to be honest. And then of right. course we started seeing each other at different events between the Arnold's and the, the Fit Expos. And, you know, you started moving up the rankings. And, you know, like you mentioned, you've done 10 Strongest Man. and Yeah, 10 of them. Like, that's... So crazy. there's only seven guys that I was the seventh one to have competed in that 10 times. There's more There's more winners than there are guys that have been able to do it 10 times. And what's your best placing there? Sixth. Sixth, and then once I got 10th. So... How many guys were in the competition all, this year? All over the age of 40. Crazy. Were you one of the older ones? I, mean, I think I'm the oldest rookie to ever go. Ode Hagen's the oldest person to ever compete. Um, you're going to beat that? 
Uh, I think I was like 55, 56. Like, what is that? I think Felix might have beat that record this year because Felix is 56. Is he? Mm-hmm. That was a guy that did the grip strength, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was 56. Yeah. I know, but Nick, when does it stop, man? Like when, <laughs> like when it's not fun. The moment it becomes not fun and I'm not having a good time doing it, I'm done. Can you break any records at this point? Or how many records have you held world records? In Strongman, probably 11 total. 11 or 12. What was your biggest achievement? Good God. Like, give me some examples of, like... The hip lift we did down in Australia. And basically, you strap this belt around your waist, and you only got to lift it maybe this far. Was that the Arnold's, or...? Uh, It was before it became the Arnold's. It was the Fit Expo that year. Um, And it was 2,535 pounds. Like 1,150 kilos. So what do you have to do? Like squ- squat. It's like it a belt squat. Yeah, then. it's a belt squat. Okay. And you got to get up off the ground. We broke, Mike Jenkins and I broke the world record by 100 kilos that day. We yeah, smashed that's a it. a lot. Yeah. yeah, we smashed it. So, and then Mike was 400 pounds. I was 310 pounds. So. so bring me back to how you are at home training for that event. Yeah, how do you train you? How do you, when you get ready for that? Because listen, this is going to be a funny story because I cracked my back in two places doing this. Well, you'd mentioned, I mean, we'll get into like, okay, all the crazy stuff you've done to yeah. try to bring your body back. But so tell me about the training. So to get ready for the event, I basically set up a belt squat type of thing. And you, I had a 500 pound frame and then I put bars on the frame. And put weights on the bars to okay. try to get it up over 2,000 pounds. And it was, I think I had it at about 2,200, and I had it too high, and it was on my vertebrae. And it cracked, and it, like, I, I picked it up, and then all of a sudden I just dropped. And you I felt was like, it. I, I couldn't move. I couldn't do nothing. I, I went to go see uh, Steve Shaw, who's a chiropractor here that I played high school and football with, who's a great guy, and... He's like, well, your back's really out of place. He fixes it. But he goes, let me, before I touch you, let me do some x-rays. I had cracked L5 in two spots and L4 in one. Like, cracked them, fractured them. And he's just like, uh, I can't fix this. He's like, I can straighten it back out. He goes, but I don't know. He goes, he goes, you can probably make it. He goes, but then nothing and let it heal all the way. I was like, okay. So I went down and did it and ended up breaking the world record. And, and, uh. This is all your training at home when you said mentioned yeah. this, right? So yeah, this you is out in the middle of the street. You make shift these things out of yeah. your so you're training at home now, right? You mentioned right. the because I asked you yeah. when you where you train. So you migrated away from the gyms to to kind of work around the events that you're up against, right? Yeah. Well, I got just a boatload of strawman stuff at the house, like finger fingers. What do your neighbors time. think? Uh, for the most part, the neighbors are, they are fans great. or yeah. Thank God, yes. I mean, you're bringing a frame out in the street and you're picking this thing up. I mean, the little kids in the neighborhood riding their bikes and yeah. and you're 300-something pounds, right? Yeah. yeah, so they come over, they give me a high five, they sit there and watch. They People, when I first started doing it, people came out and, like, watched for a long time. And then we did a couple things with, like, TLC for the World's Strongest Family and that stuff. And most of the neighbors have seen all that and they've seen the camera crews, so they're they're pretty cool with it. We had one group of neighbors that weren't really happy with it, and they eventually decided it was better for them to move, so they did. And the people that moved in there are great. So, so tell me, how do you practice the keg toss? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, being that I used to work for Nevada Beverage, <laughs> I have a whole bunch of quarter barrels. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> do um, they know you have them? Yes, they do. <laughs> they, they, they do. It, it's a, it, there's a cooperage fee that they have to pay for. Is that still an event? Or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think I shot Shaw, Shaw, Shaw did it. Mm-hmm. Last year, year, not this year. Oh, this okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. He broke, he broke the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically I grabbed those kegs. I set them it's at the It's a keg way. though, right? Yeah. It's a pony, it's, okay. pony keg, quarter, yeah, yeah. quarter barrel. Um, put them in the back of the truck, take the yoke to the back of the truck. And then I have some stands, uh, PCV pipes own, that go yeah. in there. And then I put it in the middle of the volleyball court over off of Buffalo and Tanea. Okay. And I do keg toss over there or not. Buffalo awesome. Tanea, you know what I'm like, thinking of right Buffalo. now? Just think of it like this, like. If you want to be Mr. Olympia, you just have to go get a gym membership. Mm-hmm. He can't just, he has to buy everything. I know, but the, the thing is, is like, and he's, and he's oh, yeah. makeshifting these things to yeah. try to duplicate, but the events change all the time. And they if do. someone gets good at the event, they seem to change it, right? Correct. Yeah. Or so, take it out of the contest. Like Brian with the Atlas Stone of the Arnold, they took that out of the contest because he was too good. Yeah. You know what I hate? What I used to love is the, the dumb, uh, it was a dumbbell, yeah, the, and they had that, and they did it on the Arnold stage. They stopped doing it, though, right? I don't know what. Yeah, that, that yeah, was Like, awesome. that used to be at the night. Like, that's yeah, really what. Show. Like, it helped strongmen get a lot of recognition because, yeah. honestly, that was almost more entertaining than the bodybuilding show. It was, See, it was crazy. What is it, 275 pounds? Yeah. And seeing the guys up there, and they walk out with the flag, and yeah, I was. It was always a highlight. You yeah, always look forward to that. He was there. He was on that stage. Yeah. Oh, always, always, to, always yeah. amazing. Yeah, always look forward to it. Yeah, the one of the years I did it, we had the frame carry for. His, his That's the when they carried event. the thing. Yeah. So on, on world world record, like you know, we talk about my Olympia wins, and I can mm. usually say like oh nine or oh one was my favorite. Like, what was the world record that you like was the biggest um, high point of your career? kind of the one that was most memorable for me was the one with the farmer's walk. Um, because I was in Iceland. It's 2006. It's my first beautiful big, place, right? Yeah. It's amazing. We were there in November. Okay. So we had like five hours of sunlight and you get the Northern lights mm-hmm. and wow. it, it's beautiful. Did you go to the warm Springs? Or yeah. Right? We Springs. went to the blue lagoon. We went there Probably like three times. Yeah. I want to go there this year. Oh, Pretty cool. Yeah. I'd love that. The place. fans were great there. I went there for, and I, that was before Thor when all these guys were right. popular, you know. But so you did the farmer's walk. Yeah, so I'm there. I'm not sure if I belong there. Um, that was the year I got sixth at Nationals, and they were supposed to take the top six. And then all of a sudden they cut it to the top three. And then I was like, but Dion tells me, keep training like you're going because you never know what's going to happen. Kevin Nee signed a contract with Metrex and competed only in World's Strongest Man, so he couldn't go to IFSA Worlds anymore. He's out. John Anderson blows his knee in, I think, the Ukraine doing a uh, strongman contest, doing a wrestling thing where they used to go head-to-head and push each other out of the ring, like sumo wrestling. Blows out his knee doing that, so he's out. And then three weeks before the contest, Derek Poundstone hurts his back and has blood in the discs, so he couldn't compete, and I'm in. So I I get to go, and I remember Yarno Hams was sitting there teasing me, going to – you're lucky just to be here. I'm like, yep. You're going to be able to pick some of this stuff up? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll do okay. You know, and then I make the finals. First event I do is the World Farmers Walk, and I break the world record, and not even knowing. I was racing Benedict Magnuson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I used so to see him a lot. Explain yeah. what the Farmers Walk is. So basically, the one I did was there were six-foot cylinders, and the handle's inside the cylinder. 
So you pick it up. There's no way to get the cylinders off your legs. And they're 275 pounds a piece, which isn't overly heavy. It's just super awkward. And you couldn't, you had to make turns. Because they're long too, right? Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to bat, like your wrist has to be super, so it doesn't drag on the ground, right? Ex exactly. And it had feet on it that would hit the ground. Okay. <laughs> so, so if it hits, it drags you. Yeah. And it sends you wobbling all yeah. over the place. And then you had to make turns at 25 meters. So it was 25 meters down, a turn, 25 meters, a turn, and then another 25 meters. And I, the world record, I guess, was like a little over 50 seconds, and I did it in like, I think, 46 or 47.56 seconds. Does that stand it. to this day? Yeah. That's awesome. So it, it was... And how much are they walking, farmers, how much that big move the weight up now? Yeah, the, the, the weights have gone up. I mean, there's different world records. The most ever done now is like 455, and it's for 20 meters, so it wasn't very far, which I think I can still break that record, and I'd like to actually try to do that at some point next year. I want to take like 465. I've managed to pick 500, and I've got about five steps with it, but there's only been like a handful of guys that didn't even pick that. I don't know why I have a, a great grip when I. That's what I was gonna just say. Like, I just do. You ever use straps or? Yeah, well, yeah, I use straps. Like when you train. Oh, so you use yeah. you're allowed to use them for this. Not for farmers. Okay, no. okay. But for like deadlift for reps and back training and stuff they like that. Believe that helps with your grip strength or? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like I did shrugs last night with the 150 pound dumbbells mm -hmm. for a set of 50 with no straps. So, and thick handles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's what's going to give you. So my forearms were just trashed by the end of it and my traps. So you have that. What other world records do you have now that are still standing today? Um, there's a two-inch axle deadlift record where I deadlifted 350 kilos 13 times in a minute. So it was about a 18-inch deadlift. But I know that one still stands. The hip lift still stands. The farmer's walk still stands. Uh the sh both the shield carry records stand. Which one's that? Um, I picked a, it's called an ISSA shield. It's 402 pounds. You pick it from the ground, set it in your lap, wrap your hands around it and go. I went 98.9 meters with it from picking it from the ground. And then uh, the elephant carry at Worlds, I went over 75 meters with that 440 pound elephant's head. Mm -hmm. So those are two that I know that's still, th those are the ones that I know that are still standing. And I'm sure there's a couple of <laughs> I'm forgetting the yoke uh, with 925. I went 20 meters in 9.21 seconds. How many events are there usually in a, a competition? Strongman contests, single day strongman contests. You go between four and six. Usually it's five to six. Um, multiple day contests like World Strongest Man. They'll do six. You'll get a day off, and if you make the finals, you got six more to do with one day's rest. Not so easy, huh? No, you, it's just brutal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> this last year wasn't terrible, but the year before when they didn't have a crowd, mm. it was it was 115. Yeah, and these guys were out in the sun. But when Brian did the, it kicked 115. Because yeah. we left, I left Vegas, and I remembered leaving here because it was like 118 here, and I was like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of this heat. And I got there, and it was you just right back into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the exotic places that the strongman business has brought you to, like what's some of your best? Malaysia was pretty exotic. Uh, the Philippines, been to China, Korea, excuse me, Australia. Um, been there a couple times. That was a lot of what's fun. What's your favorite? Uh, Iceland and Australia are probably my two favorite ones. They did it in Sanya, China. 
Samuel, yeah. Samuel. Mm-hmm. I did a I did a tour there in the music industry years ago, and I haven't seen it. And how do you fly there? In well, coach or first class? How do you fit? <laughs> who sits next to you, man? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but I feel bad for him because most of the time <laughs> oh the promoters God. aren't putting up the money to put yeah, us yeah. in first class or even business. But there's that one class that's above coach. Mm-hmm. That's what we're usually flying. The one that's just above coach. The seats are just a little bit bigger. I don't want to hear you complain about flying. No, so, <laughs> you know, the, the one the one thing that I. That's the one thing I love about the TV show, though, because Brian and Eddie got it to where they had to fly us first class everywhere. That yeah, we're going to I want to oh, yeah. talk that's a little spoiled. bit about that, but. Um, do you like to fly? I, I like you dread it because I dread it every week. I go to fly. It doesn't matter if I'm flying in the best airline in the best seat. It's still that time you can't get back. So, like when we yeah. go west to east or vice versa, or even our international trips, it's really hard for us. You know, to like after doing so many years, I think, man, how am I going to get these six hours or eight hours or twenty hours back in my life? Right. Right. And I don't know how you sleep on a plane. Like, do you pretty much <laughs> fall asleep? Okay. I don't, but if it's going to be a super long trip, like to Australia or to Africa, Africa was the longest. Been there three times, Botswana and, and South Africa. Those were like 31-hour trips. So I, I slept on the plane. I took prescriptions on the plane to, to sleep. Now, and prior to you being on this television show, TV show that we'll talk about, mm-hmm. you know in depth about this how receptive were people to you with your overall size because i know i got a lot being who i was you know it's hard for us to blend right oh you don't so (laughs) i can still blend brian can't blend i can blend a little bit i'll look like a big dude walking around and i'll get i'll get now it's different after the tv show mm -hmm. but before the tv show i was big and people would say stuff to me but brian brian can't blend there's no blending I can get away with it a little bit, but none for him. Yes, yeah, so the TV show. Mm-hmm. Strongest man in history. Yep. How did So talk about how that came about. And how did you get chosen for this? So Chris Dukes, I, I don't, forgive me for saying your name wrong, Chris. Uh, with two t- 215 West, it was originally their idea. They had the idea for the show, and they called me and were like, what do you think about this? Like, oh, That'd be great doing old time straw man and doing their feats of strength that made them famous. And almost explain, explain to, to, cause not everyone in our audience has, has seen it. Explain what the show was about. Okay. So the, basically the show's about taking old time guys like Paul Anderson, for instance, Louis Sears, stuff like that. And doing a history on them, you know, talking about what they're about, where they lived, how they lived, stuff like that. And then recreating their feat of strength. And then almost mythbustering it at the same time. Was it real? Was it fake? Could they do it? You know, what, what but a lot was. of these weren't proven. They were more folklore or just some, stories told. Yeah, some were folklore, like uh, Orm Strawson's log. Mm-hmm. You know, you come to find out he never lifted it. There was thirty Vikings that grabbed a hold of this king ship mast, which was fourteen hundred and thirty pounds, and they set it on his shoulders. Why they thought this was a good idea, I have no idea. He managed to get about five steps with it, then it folded him in half and killed him. They neglect to tell you that before you go in there and do it, by the way. (laughs) So Shaw talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on it. Him, Robert Oberst, and Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall. 
yeah. and yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you, how did the call come to you? So the call came to me from Chris and I was the first phone call. Okay. So he, he threw out a bunch of names. I go, well, Eddie would be great. Eddie's personality. And then Eddie's super strong. I mean, he's deadlifted 1100 pounds. Not a lot of guys done that at that I point. Know. So I was there. I was there. I was in the expo hall when he did it and how loud the crowd was. And it was amazing, right? Absolutely amazing. So basically, Chris calls me, runs all these guys past me. And I'm like, yeah, he's like talking about Brian. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Brian's four times world's strongest man. And he's the biggest walking freak you'll ever see. And he gets, we'll all get along together. And they said, Robert, Robert Oberst. I go, well, Chris and I had already worked with Robert on a pilot for another strongman show. It fell through. I go, well, you already know Robert and I get along and you know how we play off each other. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of the straight laced one and Robert's the crazy cannon. So, you know, it's, it just works. And he's like, okay, that's great. And eventually they started going through everybody and talking about the contracts and we got it all signed. And later that year, at the beginning of 2019, January 3rd, we started filming. Did you see any of them? I did not. And now Dude, I'm, I'm angry that because I actually, I want to watch it now. You know what I mean? So, so earlier, earlier today, I, I watched some of those. I watched some of them. If you go on YouTube, they have some of the segments clipped down to about seven yeah. or eight minutes. So you yeah. don't have to watch the whole thing, but it highlights everything. So you get to see the, we watched the one where you guys carried the cannon. Yeah. Yeah. That was like. So a, can I watch it right now or where yeah. can I? So yeah. how do I? YouTube. Just go okay. strongest men in history. I'll send you links. YouTube, okay. Hulu. Yeah. I mean, and each episode was all long. Channel. Um, like 30, 30 well, for some 40, reason, they're a little over 40 minutes because the you TV can watch cuts. the condensed ones. Yeah. Okay. On, on, uh, on I thought I saw show. one with Eddie talking shit or something oh, one time. They, like, they that's all shit he did. All right? Okay. That's so every, you know what's funny? That's every episode. We had Brian on here. Brian said some of the funniest shit. Never made it. Didn't. Like like some stuff that was just yep. all on the floor. Oh. I mean, I remember one of, there was one of, I don't remember which one it was. They had a bet like the loser had to drink water out of someone else's shoe. Yep. That one aired, though. Yeah, <laughs> but they did that aired. with the UFC guy. But the no, 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 no. This is different. No, no this, this is disgusting. Yeah. It was but, like the loser, and I forgot who what, who lost. Robert. And Eddie took his shoe off, and he hadn't, and he hadn't worn socks in long, and he put water in, and he had to drink it okay, out of his shoe. Okay, so side note, those were my shoes, not Eddie's shoes. Oh. Eddie borrowed my shoes oh. <laughs> for that episode. So, And those were the shoes I used to run the yoke in the summer here. <laughs> so they're absolutely disgusting. He threw, <laughs> he oh, he threw up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. really? He put yeah, a whole was, cup of water, and he started drinking it. We never... Had, we never vomited. He never cleaned them. He never did. No. See, just, see, the thing is, is like my shoes are all nice. I don't right, have right. like I wear socks and whatever. So <laughs> right. it's like but you guys wear like dirty. No, these things look disgusting. Shoes. Okay, yeah, I don't even wear socks anymore. I just put my really? shoes on. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> this is like real strong. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, Eddie's shoes wouldn't hold water. There were holes in them. Yeah. So. I had these were I, these were shoes that I trained with, and <laughs> we figured out that we would hold water. So those are the ones Eddie put on to use for it. No, so, it's it's yeah. it's 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 really I still it's really sho- entertaining. I still got the shoes. It makes me smile every time I see them. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that so was, a lot of great memories yeah. with this thing. So it oh, was tons. a great. And you guys and filmed it, all over the world, right? Yeah. And it it gave you how much publicity? A lot, uh, more than yeah. It, like people stop you today and yeah. say, uh, I, I, like I got stopped probably five or six times in the airports now. And 
Yeah. Like I'll go walking down the strip or just anywhere. I, I get stopped and recognized. Did that make it's, you feel pretty good or cause it, that, like it's, it's, it's it, this is strong man. Pro, like it's now propelled. Like I feel strong man is like, it, it's a huge, huge thing now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some certain pioneers and you must feel like you're actually one of those pioneers. Even, now. even when we go to the Arnold, Strongman is still the highlight more so, mm-hmm. in my opinion, more so than even the bodybuilding show. It was the deadlift mm-hmm. at the expo, yep. and then the the circus dumbbell at the night show was everything everyone looked forward to mm-hmm. because it's it's a feat of strength that none of us can fathom doing. Yeah, it's and it's a it's so neat to be up on the stage in front of all those people too. I mean, it is amazing to look out and see sixty thousand people yeah. just jammed like I don't know ants. Just, just to watch packed it. in there just to watch us, and you're like, man, I better lift this. I remember that one that guy from that guy from Russia, and he was deadlifting, and his nose started bleeding, and he kept he going, should, yeah. and he and you see it in his teeth, and he just kept going and going yeah. and going. It that was is, a, that dude is tough. Yeah, I mean, the amount of injuries that guy's had, and he still competes with him that way. I mean, he was at Masters last year, uh, at Masters World Strongest Man last November in. Daytona Beach, and he tore his Achilles off, and he's already had it surgically reattached, and he's already training and doing yoke again. I mean, that is one tough. Aren't you kind of the do. same? Aren't you kind of doing the same thing? Um, yeah, <laughs> didn't say I was <laughs> smart. <laughs> well, tell but. me, like, you know, you're in your fifties now, mm-hmm. and I just asked you a question. I said, "When does it stop?" And you said, "When it's not fun anymore." Right. Um, obviously, this guy's still competing at a certain age bracket, but uh, how do you feel? Like what, what from 20 years ago versus now, you're still having fun doing it, which means you're still great at it. Well, I'm, yeah. But, but I'm, do you feel, do you feel like this has damaged you to a certain point and how have you avoided certain injuries? I mean. It, it does its damage, 100%. How many tears have you had? I can count. Both, like biceps? Both biceps. Upper? Uh, no, I tore lower, my upper. Lower here. Okay, so you tore it. Lower Repaired? Here. Uh, no, because you it just was muscle, let it heal. muscle bellies. Okay, so it's muscle tear, so not... Pec. Okay. Uh, solus on my left calf. Uh, Ingroinal hernia. Tore my lat off about a year and a half ago. Or not a year and a half. About a little over, about a year and two months ago. But when, you're, when you have these tears, doesn't it weaken, like, your strength? Or um, not necessarily it, it, once it, dep- it heals. Depends on how it heals. The biceps really didn't affect it that much because mm-hmm. nothing really separated. It was just muscle, be- muscle belly. Um, so it really didn't affect it. And strongman isn't like bicep dominant per se where your biceps are lifting things. You need them. But if you don't use them as much, it's not the end of the world. Um, the pec tear hurt my benching. Probably took 60, 70 pounds. I know, but of you it. don't need to bench, right? I mean, well, I not... still power lift, though. You do? Yeah, yeah. I first, uh, so May 1st, which I got surgery on my lat May 1st of last year. And this year I competed May 1st and totaled just as much as I totaled the day I tore it and broke two world records. Wow. So I squatted 821, then pulled seven, deadlifted 744. <laughs> so it's, yeah. But you said but you said you wanna you wanna get on the world's strongest man stage. I wanna do it one more time. I wanna prove myself I can still go back. So what what's the what's the process for that now? So you 
I'm assuming you have to prepare yourself a certain way, get your body ready. What's yeah. the next step from here? Where do you go from here? So I'm doing a master's show July 23rd called Clash. Where's that? Um, it's going to be in Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. Damn, I was kind of hoping it was Houston, Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where we we're watch at. It, we're uh, at. Yeah, yeah. That would be no, actually, actually that'd be really cool. Is, it, is Brian going? Yeah, Brian's going. Yeah, I was gonna say because I, yeah. I was trying to get Brian oh, to come, and he's okay. like, yeah. "I got to go to this event." So yeah, yeah. Sir, so, you took Brian from us. Thanks yeah. a lot. What me? It was Chad Coy. <laughs> so he's the promoter. So okay, so you're gonna compete there. So I'm gonna compete there. I'm gonna come back, probably do a powerlifting meet, but something else might get thrown in there instead. But I was gonna do another powerlifting meet in Where? October. Um, that'll be in Utah. Okay. So that won't be too bad. And then Masters World's Strongest Man is in November at Daytona Beach again. So I was going to do the Masters, but since Felix this year is going in the over 50s, I'm going to, I was going to go into, I'm going to go into the over 50s with him to really make the class that much tougher and so have a lot of fun. So Masters is considered what? Over anything over forty is a master's. Okay, but do they break it up over forty and over fifty like separate or? Last year they did the very first over, over 50, fifty. Okay, but they didn't. You didn't technically win anything for that this year. It'll, you'll win the technical title of over fifty, world's strongest man over fifty. So to get your body prepared for this, do you have to get heavier like some of the guys? Do you have to get smaller. Like, like um, what do you have to do? I'm, my goal is to get in up to between three fifteen and three twenty. Body weight wise, I don't want to pack on a lot of weight that I'm someday going to have to take off. How much do you eat, bro? Just be honest with me. Like, if I asked you, how many meals do you eat, or do you guys just eat? Do you graze, or do you just eat large? I eat. Couple large I eat meals? three really large meals, and then I graze intermittently throughout. Can the you day. give me an example? Of breakfast. So breakfast would be um, basically a cup, two cups of cooked rice. With 100 grams of carbs, 88 grams of carbs, yeah. Yeah. Um, a pound of hamburger and then about eight eggs. Whole eggs. Whole eggs, stirred Next in there. Up. With some uh, bell peppers and carrots and stuff like that in there. And then a whole bunch of um, bone broth. I'll pour bone broth in there. Makes it big now, yeah. Yeah, make, well, it makes it, 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 it does make it easier to eat just because the rice isn't dry and everything else. And it's supposed to help with the digestion. I feel better doing it. I'm not as gassy, that's for sure. So that that really helps. And then later on, I'll probably have some type of a protein shake or just intermittently I'll grab protein bars, a couple of... Do you have sponsors or... Supplement sponsor? Not yet, but I'm negotiating right now. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Jay's like, I'll sign you to so, um, well, you said protein shake, that's why I'm saying, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple around here somewhere, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what about like a lunch or dinner? Lunch or dinner, I'm back to almost the exact same thing without the eggs, and then, uh, like eight ounces of orange juice, eight ounces of co cocktail, you know, cranberry juice. Yeah. Um, and then I just it's probably two pounds of hamburger that are thrown into that one, and then you hear this, shit, Larry. So, your, so your, you stomach, your stomach goes from normal to disdain to normal to disdain about four times a day. I just and then, disdain all day. Uh, but I will, <laughs> I will intermittently eat also throughout the day. Like I'll get up and like if I need sodium with something in it, I'll eat some type of salty snack that has sodium in it. Um, 
just to get it in. Like, I'll t- I got an air fryer, so I'll throw French fries in there, and then put some uh, salt salt the heck out of the French fries. So you're gonna have to eat a little more because you said you're what three oh eight. You see three oh eight today, so you're gonna gain ten pounds or ten more. Ten to ten to ten to fifty. And how are you gonna do that? Just to eat more. Does it? It's kind of a lot of work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. That's what I have. Quite felt. honest with you. Now, remember, I was three hundred at five yeah. nine. It was. I, I just remember chore. watching you pack it in and watching you eat at the gym, mm-hmm. like right before, right after, and you're just like, you, some of the times the you machine, just look and you know you don't. Yeah, I mean, it took me an hour to eat my meals, and I don't know how long it takes you to eat these meals, and who preps the food? Me. Yeah. <laughs> me. If I can get a food prep company, <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah. Watching, watching Brian at Brian's house, I'm just like. <laughs> but he, eats a, he eats a lot, right? Um, yes. <laughs> and he's down in weight right now. I, I, don't, I, he, I don't know. I don't know what Man, he eats. Man, I've, I've seen that guy just eat so much food. That when you guys go out to eat on this, when you were on this filming for this show, like. <laughs> Was what like, was no, that they, like? They, with had, they had times they'd go out to eat and they'd have eating challenges. Okay, so did we had, did, we did, have did they cover those expenses while oh, they were yeah, filming? So you what guys, was one, I, what was the best eating challenge that you remember from that? Oh, the worst one was the crab cakes. It was like, like I mean, worse, but like why? Because it was just horrible. You just felt them squish. And yeah, yeah, you could see all the stuff. Like <laughs> if you bit through it, oh, it was. It was just I nasty. don't eat crab cakes. Yeah, you're lucky. I don't like smart. The, yeah, that's that's smart. We, um, the best one was when we got just this whole entire, like, I would almost say leg of beef that was like twenty something pounds, and we ate as much as we could off of it, and then weighed at the end. Whoever had the lightest one won. They all they weighed them all before we went. So whoever Who won, me. Wow. <laughs> so the the, the 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 way I won though was the guy that cooked them. They were ready an hour before we ate. And our filming went long, so they sat in and they got overcooked. And they got really tough. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, sitting here looking at this thing, and I'm t- cutting pieces off it and trying to chew it. And but there was this big slab of fat on one side. So I cut underneath the flab, the fat, and it was all soft and tender. Yeah. So I was pulling it out of there, and I was actually able to chew it and get it down faster than the other guys before the time ran out. I didn't win it because I could eat more than I won it because I found the soft. I'm shocked that you still have the hunger to eat because I know when I retired at 40, Mm -hmm. the best part about my retirement is I don't have to force feed food. And if you asked me where I would like to eat out, like I have friends or associates that come to town and the question is, hey, I want to take you to dinner. Like I don't look forward to any food at all. Like There's (laughs) nothing that I like to eat. (laughs) So you being... So active like this for so long. Like, is there anything that you say, Jay, I, I really like to eat this, or is it just for function based on your job? Um, no, there's things I still like to eat. Um, I still like my mom's lasagna. We all love lasagna, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And my mom's half Italian. My grandma was 100% Italian. I'm quarter Italian. So my mom's lasagna is... So you like pizza, too, and... Um, I, I'm not a big pizza guy, though. I will eat risottis every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I like the thin crust pizzas. But my mom's lasagna, I still love really good cuts of meat. Like, really good cuts of meat. I love prime rib. You know, I got a Traeger grill, so I, I grill on the Traeger. And I've kind of fallen back in love with eating meat from my Traeger, to be quite honest with you. 
how it's prepared. Yeah, because it's so much better when you make it at home. So, so you're getting ready to go compete in your 50s. And now we talked, mm-hmm. you know, off record before you, you got some procedures done mm-hmm. to help with that. Talk about, talk about the stem cells. Yeah, so bioaccelerator, I got hooked up with bioaccelerator and I went down and got stem cells. And man, my, it cut my walking around pain in half. Like literally cut my walking around, my everyday moving around pain in half. And after beating on my body for 39 years, that's a big difference because I've had more than my fair share of injuries. So I, I just, third day in, I got up, went to the bathroom, and it didn't hurt to wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom. I just popped right out of bed. Normally, I'd have to pop out of bed, go take a warm shower, loosen up in the shower. I got a big shower, so I stretch in the shower every morning when I wake up. And I didn't need to do that. I just walked up and went to the bathroom and kind of cruised around and was able to start my day. You know, it didn't hurt as bad. But I got $20 million in my shoulder, $20 million in my hip, um, $5 million in each elbow, uh, $10 million in each of the discs in my lower back, L1 through L5, $1 million in each of the facets, $30 million intraspinal, so they went into the spinal fluid because I played football back when you could lead with your head and uh, to help with the concussions because mm-hmm. I've probably had, from what we call concussions now, I've probably had over 100 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which helped my recall a lot too. Uh, and then another IV with another 50 million. Well, what's really helpful? How do you know how much is effective with stem cells? And where did you get this done? In Colombia, you I said, right? Yeah, Medellin Bioaccelerator. Okay. And yeah. we know some of the other athletes have gone there before. Yeah. Frank Mir's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hughes has been there. Uh, Rybeck's been there. Kevin Nash has been there. There's been a lot of, you know, Mark Lisix has been there. Martins yeah. has been there. It, look at Martins. I mean, he got hit by two different cars, and he just got second, second world's, world's, world's. You know, Ryback used to work at Gold's Gym at the front desk. You know, that's so funny. Yeah, really. Yeah, he used to work at Gold's Gym Decatur. How funny is that? He trained at Lake Mead, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to see him there all the time. But he used to work at the front desk of Gold's Gym, Decatur Gym. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he became I didn't, a big wrestler. And yeah, yeah. I've trained with him a few now times. Now he's doing supplements and stuff. I see his ads on there. But uh, So you got the stem cells. How long is the recovery from something of such? Well, when you go get the stem cells... They don't want you to do anything to cause inflammation in muscle or anything else for at least a month. They don't want you working out or anything. They want it to go to the areas that are inflamed in your body and start working on those. Because a stem cell can become any cell. It can become cartilage. It can become bone. It can become nerve. It can become brain brain tissue. It can become anything. So they want it to go to those areas and work. And then after a month, you can start training very light and start doing movement-based exercises, which will create inflammation in those joints a little bit more, and it will go to there and heal. And then about your third, fourth month in, you can start trying to get back into lifting shape. And by your fifth or sixth month, you can go right back to full, full-on go. And how long does that last? Do they, is it, I know everyone's different, right? Everyone's a little bit different. For me, it lasted about a year and a half. Because I tore this off, my lat. I completely pulled my latissimus dorsi off. That's where your scar is right there. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. 
Oh, yeah. And how did you do it? Uh, trying to break the world record in the deadlift. <laughs> Just trying to pull 821. Did you feel it? it I pulled attached? it off the ground. I was like, oh, I got this. And then it just popped. It just uh, snapped. It's hard to tear your lat, isn't it? Or? It's, it's a pretty it's usually a tear, common thing. You usually uh, tear a bicep or something bicep like that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and the guy's like, oh, he tore his bicep. I'm like, nope, it's my lat. And I immediately knew because I could immediately put my hands. Yeah, because probably, he probably saw the, the movement of yeah. the body release, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty nuts when you watch the video on it. It looked like I got like just shot. Separated, yeah. And here, a year later, you're back at it. Yeah. Yeah, you're showing me a video when we're at the strongman. He's like, look, I was just pulling 700 pounds again. Yeah, yeah I pulled 700 for seven that day. So, but yeah, it's, I feel a lot of the way I've been able to heal from this is because I still was under the effects of the stem cells. 100%. Because I'm still probably six months ahead of where the doctor had expected, expected me yeah. to be. I mean, within two weeks, I had, I wasn't purposely, you know, pushing it. I would either lay down on the couch. He said I could put, you know, my own weight on it, but I couldn't force anything. So I just let it, I just lay on the couch and just sit here like this and let it hang. And it, so it wouldn't tear anything else. I had my full range of motion back and better range of motion back uh, within two weeks of the surgery. And then I would just go in the swimming pool. And move my arms around. Good, yeah, good exercise just, for just it, get yeah. blood flow in it yeah. with no stress of the environment because it's kind of it's a, it's a much you lighter way. Stem cells before this, yeah. So Six that months. probably helped with healing. Yeah, still. yeah. That's, yeah, that was. We need to go to Columbia now. Yeah, tell me about your business. Tell me about like you know you've developed a brand now. Yeah. So I know you were working in the beverage before. Yeah, I did beer. For and you stopped, years. right? I mean, I just to, to focus on. Your career, right? Yeah. So basically, I spent eighteen. The reason why you saw me sparingly at expos is because I worked full time. I worked fifty-five hours a week. I was a supervisor for Nevada Beverage, and my sales team was in charge of the hotel casinos. Mm -hmm. So there's fourteen sales teams at Nevada Beverage, and my one team was twenty-five percent of the volume. So that's pretty important. Yeah. So I can't just take 10 weeks off to go film and I had to make a choice, leave my career and start a new one or, you know, regret it. And I decided I didn't want to regret it. So tell me what you brand yourself with now. Um, Best Strong. It's, I, I work with Barbell Apparel and we sell Best Strong t-shirts from them. And then I've just gotten into coaching. So I'm doing some online coaching with that, which is doing like really strong well. Strongmen or powerlifters? Both. Or anybody over the age of, or anybody basically, but anybody, especially people over the age of 30, 35, that want to get in shape and do stuff. So You love it or? Yeah, I love it. You love teaching people. I, I, I love teaching. I love hands-on. It's so much you fun. You did it your whole life, right? Yeah. So how does it feel now to kind of be your own boss, though, and have ample time to do things? I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's like a dream come true. You sound super busy, though. I mean, you talk yeah. about this training, and I can't imagine what do you do when it's like when you're power like you're not going to compete in powerlifting, and then if this is your last strongman, like well, I'll always compete in powerlifting. Okay, so you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, that I'll keep doing because there's always a different weight weight category and a different age category, so I can continue to do that till I don't want to anymore. I'm in my 80s or 90s. Um, but strongman, I want to prove I can get to one more, and I'm good. 
at that point, it's, it, it hurts. Yeah, we so, all have a shelf, though, right? Yeah. Like, what level we want to reach. Yeah. And so if I can get back there one more time, great. If not, I'll go to the Giants live show where I can qualify, and I'll either qualify or I'll competitively retire out of that show, you know, as far as that goes next And year. now you're a familiar face at a lot of these events now. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I just come out and More of a supporter? Or? Supporter. I do a lot of judging now. Are so you I'm, coaching any of these top guys? Oh, I'm starting to, yeah. Okay. And then they'll always come over and pick my brain, always. How should I lift this? I'm like, you should lift it like this. Really? Why? I'm like, well, it's going to be a car, and the car is going to rattle like this. I've picked the car up. I know what it's going to feel like. So when you get back, throw chains on your yoke because the chains will wobble all over the place, and it'll simulate that. So when, you, when it starts to wobble and you're trying to go fast, you're going to be able to control it and get through it. Experience matters. I, I wish, you know, we talk about all these makeshift exercises wouldn't it be cool to have a facility that housed all this? Yes. There's no such thing no. like besides you your homes, correct? Correct. Yeah, there's no in Las Vegas there's nothing like that. In other places there are Like what's the best facility you've seen like this? Uh, is it in a different country or is it basically no, uh there's there's one here up in Sacramento that was really, really good. Untamed strength was Pretty amazing. Or just go to Brian's home gym. Or Brian. Brian's no, when well, we talk <laughs> about the, the yeah. yeah, his new one, right? And then there's and another one in Nashville that Strength League Collective is doing that's got a lot of stuff in it. But there's there's they're few and far and in between. There's nothing here. Who do you respect the most out of your competitors? Is that a tough question? That's that's hard. I mean Brian Brian you got, are you guys good friends? Yeah, we're good friends. I mean, even being competitive. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Even being competitive, everything else, we've always gone after each other full bore. I mean, the TV show, I, I know I made everybody mad at the TV show because it, this late in my life, the, the next thing I go to pick up could be the last thing I go pick up. I know, but was it a skit or was it real? No, it was real. I okay. went after every single thing I did. And so you're aggressive. I had. Cause well, they did real feats of strength. Yeah. Real. Th- that cannon was no joke. Or the Denny Stones. The Denny Stones. I watched Stones. that one earlier today. Well, I was hurt when we went to do the Denny Stones. And then Brian broke the record. Yeah. Because yeah. the week before, we did the uh, the barrel lift, the 2,000-pound barrel lift <laughs> in England um, in front of the bar. And we're up on this big monstrous thing. And it's like a giant yoke pick. And w- the record was like 1,350 and all four of us did it, and then Eddie and Robert backed out, and I was like, well, I would kind of like to try more because that was way mm. too easy, and then we kept going and going, and here's Brian, or here's Robert and Eddie when I get down at the bottom. They're teasing me every time I come down. They're just giving me all kinds of flack. At 1850, I'm like, all right, I'm good. That's, that's plenty because it was really heavy, and they're like, buck, 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 and you don't see any of this in the show. They cut it all out. You know, it's which would have been good to see because they were sitting there teasing me, and they're doing that, and I'm like, you're not going to do that to me in front of the camera, and I'm not going to back out that way, so load it. You know, and Brian's up there about ready to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and we get up to 2,000 pounds. I pop the 2,000 off, and then my upper back goes, goes <laughs> and it, it, it was hurt. It did not feel good. And then seven days later, I had to try to pick up the Denny Stone. I picked them up. I was able to go a little bit with them. Yeah, only a hand, only a certain portion too. Can you pick them up? Yeah, 
I think we were fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh at picking him up fi- farmer's walk style. Did you see? Did you see at the Arnold this last year that 135 pound girl picked up the exact same equivalent? Yeah, 135. The, the stuff yeah, you that showed yeah, it to me. It was yeah. unbelievable. It, took, it was a weird stance, but she did it. Yeah, they most almost there's like 109 the last time we were there. I think it was 109 people that have actually picked up the Guinness stones. The one's actual 400 stones, and something pounds, the yeah, other's 300. 414, the other one's 318. So it's awkward. Yeah, so the, the 318 comes off the ground right away, and then you're like pulling on the other one. It's like a surprise. It's not a very fun surprise. <laughs> you know what but, else I've noticed? You like to drive. Yeah. So when I went up to Brian's 40th birthday party, mm-hmm. the surprise party, yep. Nick was there. We're just chatting, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I'm going to leave. And I'm like, I'm, dro- I'm driving. I went, you fucking drove here from Vegas? You should have hitched a ride. <laughs> well, I had a yeah, plane yeah. ticket. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm going. I didn't realize, but I've noticed it. And you got this little car. Yeah, I got a Mini Cooper. Yeah. He's got a Mini Cooper, this big guy. Yeah, but the Mini Cooper has a lot of room. Why don't you, know? you get a Mini Cooper? I always liked the Mini Cooper after the movie, um, uh, <laughs> The Heist. What was the name the of Italian, it? The Italian, Italian job. job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one's a little bit, mine's a little bit bigger than theirs. Okay. It's got a little bit bigger of a motor. It's got twin turbos on it. It's four-wheel drive. It's a BMW, you know that, right? Yeah. yeah I didn't know. Yeah. They make them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 goes, and it's four-wheel drive. It's How driving. long have you driven this Mini Cooper? And what do people react when you get out of this They thing? have to look at you. <laughs> well, they react pretty pretty funny when I get out of it, because i got to push my way out of the car. Yeah, yeah. So it's... But the best part, though, was seeing Brian get in and out of that car because he's yeah. ridden in the car. And James was in the back. He's not so a James, person. James is 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's in the back seat filming Brian and I, and Brian's, like, mashed into it. <laughs> but he got in. Brian and, got in the Lambo, remember? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. All-Stars, yeah. yeah. They drove in a Ferrari. They, yeah, they yeah. bought a Ferrari from the His head was sticking up higher than the windshield and shit. <laughs> But you let me let me yeah. ask you a question. Didn't, didn't you wear a like a, a tie and stuff when you were doing your beverage job? Yeah. Did I see you in a tie one yeah, time? Yeah, 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 I yeah. thought so. I used to have to wear a tie. And I remember. Shirts and yeah, I remember seeing a suit you. Yeah. and everything yeah. else like that. Yeah, when I go meet some of the executives yeah. from the casinos. Yeah. So how often do you wear a suit now? I don't. Of course. Yeah, we. <laughs> I, I do for special occasions, like if there's some a type wedding of function or, or whatever. Wedding, yeah. Yeah. Then I'll go put them up. Put my suit back on, but other than that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a lot of custom suits, but man, I hate putting. It's either like I wear a custom suit, or I'm like this, right? We right. don't, we it's don't funny like when wearing people sleeves. Come in and town, they're like, we're going to this restaurant. He's like, there's a dress code. Yeah, I, I said if I wear, I have to wear a college shirt. I can't go <laughs> because I don't wear long sleeve button up shirts, and that's yeah. just not my thing. I just no. I, 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 I wear a white blame. t-shirt. That's I really what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not blame you at all. Yeah, I, I hated wearing those and. We got away with wearing a lot of polos, which was mm-hmm. great. But there were times where you had to put on the shirts and go, dress shirts and everything and go in there that way. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I used to do that. I mean, you've been big your whole life, so I mean, it's somewhat. Now I've slimmed down quite a bit, and we, you know, we talk about the flying and comfort. You know, of wearing mm-hmm. certain clothes, and you know, it's. I don't think there will be a day that you, you're down to two hundred and fifty pounds again, right? Mm, probably in my sixties. Yeah. The the, the the plan, the plan, because my wife is... She has a plan for you. It's not your plan. It's her plan. Okay. We understand. Yeah. We know how this works. So is uh, when I'm done with strongman, I'll still compete in powerlifting, 
but I'll drop to 275. Trimming down, okay. And then I'll compete in the 275s for five to six years. And then when I get into my 60s, I'll drop down to 242, and then I'll compete at that till... It's very hard to lose weight, bro. I I always said, I'm going to go down to 220. I've been trying to fight to get to 225. I'd have to not eat and not work out to really get down. You know, I weigh 235 now, and I literally don't eat as much food as people would expect. And, uh, but I still love bodybuilding. I mean, it's something yeah. I'm going to be passionate about forever. And, you know, I'm sure you're still the same way. Every day. Yeah, we still train all the time. I mean, yeah. yesterday, I said, I'm going to take t- yesterday off. And I went to the gym last night at like 1030. We there were was on- a period of beginning, what, at the beginning of, was the end of last year. I think it was like two months straight. We didn't take one yeah, day off. We didn't take one day off. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's funny because I went and did legs last night. So the intensity back in my era was like no phones allowed, right? right. I was super serious. And him and I had a two hour conversation about business and whatever, why he trained legs, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I got to shoot some video now. <laughs> so I, yeah, right, I had to get right. off the phone to, Hey, I have to show some content here. So let me let you go so I can film something. <laughs> so I went through a hamstring and a quad workout and I did 20 sets of each, you know, and we were on the phone talking the whole, I think I did cardio too when I was on the yeah. phone with them. So it's crazy. So the intensity level isn't. It's quite changed a little bit. What it's, it was. It's yeah. changed. The culture's changed, and uh, yeah, that, that's changed a lot. That's changed a lot. I get. I mean, I I get having the phone there to film, mm-hmm. but put it on the thing and leave it there. I, I I'll look at some of these guys. I'm like, dude, your phone's on the thing, or you're gonna go home. How important is social media to you? It's important. It's very important, but it's not the end of everything it has its tool it has its use and i use it for what it is i'm other than that i it's meaningless how do people reach out to you the most on instagram or a website or instagram the most but in my bio on instagram there's a link tree so there's if somebody wants to get coaching or whatever they can contact they can just hit that link and they can contact me and stuff like that but you know and then there's youtube there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. You have your own YouTube channel? Yeah. What is it called? Nick Bestrana. Okay. Everything, you can pretty much type into everything between Twitter, Nick Instagram, Best. Facebook. It's Nick Bestrana. Okay. YouTube, all that stuff. TikTok, which I just started TikTok, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Uh-oh. It's a good tool. Which is, yeah. It's been. A I good utilize tool. it a lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were filming after the strongman. I know, I follow you. Oh, you do, yeah. We were having Brian do like dances and stuff on it. So oh, that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. Because right away he was like, "I'm not doing any something dances." I was like, "You were on a tutu on, on your YouTube doing ballerina." Yeah, but it's not. It's that. not. It's not. It's not really like that anymore. It's not dancing to music. It's just yeah. content, right? right? I mean, yeah. I give a lot of tips on there, and yes, I do. do some funny stuff too. But yeah. you know, it's it's definitely social media is definitely a tool nowadays. You know. Yeah, and that's what it is, and it's a very useful tool. But if you get caught into caught up in the messed up things about social media it can do a lot of damage it can take away from living actual life you know all these kids are worried about being safe live your life mm-hmm. you could we could pass and move on to the next stage of whatever people want to you know call What's it next yeah yeah at any time you might as well live your life and enjoy mm-hmm. it and have fun and and be good to people and, and each other instead of sitting on there bashing people. If if you don't have anything nice to say to people, just don't say it. 
Isn't it great to get the people that come up and say you motivated me or you changed my I lives? I absolutely mean, love that. Yeah, yeah it's the greatest gift I've gotten from being yeah. who I am, having the platform. I mean, heck, you had an effect on me. I mean, you really did. You were very encouraging to me as I was still going and getting started into this. And I remember asking you questions a little bit about dealing with people and fame and some of the other stuff that comes through it. And I don't know if you remember all that, but it, it was Yeah, I, cool. I, I hear that often, but, you know, it's one of those things where you, you never imagine yourself in that position, right? I mean, you were just dedicated to what you did. Yeah. And now I'm I'm really happy when he told me that now you're basically, you know, your own boss and doing yeah. what you want to do, you love. I think that's absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see the rest of the journey now. And now we're going to have to follow you to, to <laughs> hit number 11. Yeah, I, I would love to get number 11. I mean, I, mean, I guess how many that's guys have done 11. Uh, or is it the same set? I think it's the same amount. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you need to do 12. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to 11 first. <laughs> and then we're but, shooting big. We're shooting big. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I want to do 11. I, I like the way the events have changed. Um, because once Sojournus was kind of, once Sojournus stepped back from it, the whole uh, way the events are kind of changed. So for me, that suits more what I do. And it's more speed events and stuff like that, even though I'm not quite as fast as I used to. Agility, yeah. Agility, stuff like that. So it's more more athletic now, which I, I, I like it, but does it really find who the strongest human is? I don't know enough about it. There were no max lifts in the finals this year, except for the Flintstone lift. There was no max, like deadlift. Was this like that. was this the most different world strongest man you've witnessed? Uh, I don't like know. Change wise, there's been just a ton of changes, and there. This was probably the best I've ever seen the equipment. When do we get to see it? The treatment of the athletes. I don't know when it airs. I think it, I think it airs on CBS in like a month. Okay. It comes out pretty fast in the U S and then England's got to wait till Christmas. It's kind of crazy because you remember the Olympia, we didn't know the results. No, And obviously you guys were there and you knew the results, but I wonder if people call around right now and say, Hey, who won? Well, they they know because people post on their social media. Oh, okay. Oh, they did. Okay. On their social media. Okay. Okay. They just don't show. The, the footage, actual, yeah. okay. Yeah, I remember last year they were saying whoever won couldn't post on their social. It was some, I remember hearing that. I'm thinking, dude, there's no way you can hold this back. The there's first, no way. Well, remember it was kind of a lockdown year too, yeah. right? It was limited yeah. who could attend, so there Someone's wasn't as always much video footage. Out, yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. I saw your Instagram. You were filming, you know what was going on, and mm-hmm. obviously I knew the results based on what I asked, but I don't follow it that close. So, but I almost got sent home in 2010. Because uh, my wife owned a website that it was a forum and that people would go to and chat and talk about it. And there were post people, other people that had gone to the contest were posting on it and they wanted us to take it down. And I'm like, it's not us. Why are we taking something down that's on a message board? And they had a conversation. That was before Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they used to be pretty, really tight-lipped on, on all the athletes. Now they just don't want you to show. I don't know why they don't just stream it. Because nowadays people, they're going to find out. It's you should stream show. it, still record it, because people are going to watch it on TV, aren't Later, streaming yeah. it. You could do both. So that's what Giants Live does? Yeah. 
but it's it's still IMG. It's still a production company, and it's still their baby, and they're going to run it how they want to run it. It's a TV show first, yeah. and fans got to understand that and realize that, and that part's probably not going to change anytime soon, which means it'll change next year now that I just said that. Well, good. So, <laughs> but it's great it's on CBS. Yeah, it's great that it's on CBS. We never had bodybuilding on there in quite a long time. I think back in the way, way back, it might have been aired on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, they've, well, I mean, CBS had the original World's Strongest mm-hmm. Man on it, and Lou Ferrigno and Ken Patera and um, Franco Colombo, stuff like that. So they, they did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. And then ESPN got it, and it went back to CBS. So it's, it bounces around, but it's, it's a great show. It's fun. It's fun competing in it, it's fun to watch. I love doing it. It's just a little bit different than every other contest on the face of the planet. Well, let's see if you can uh, get back on the big stage, man. That's the goal. We, we appreciate you coming on and chatting oh, with us today. And Thank you for having me. It's a, Actually, it's a pleasure and an honor. I mean, it's, it really is. This has been a lot of fun. So stay healthy, and uh, we're going to watch the progress here, man. Yeah. There's something to fight for. I'm going to be when he's there at number 11. I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Well, maybe. You said where is it? It's in Myrtle Beach next oh, year. Oh, okay, nice. That's a nice area. Are you, are you shooting this next year? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, and then supposedly they called, well, I know they called all four of us for the Strongest Man in History again. So they're, they're cool. talking. It's another, another series? That would be so It's awesome. possible. They're, we're uh, talking about I it. Hope it. I hope it works for you. And if Eddie's talking about it, yeah. everybody. We're they need to put you on one of the episodes. <laughs> do you have any feet of strength? No, do, but you remember the picture of me with the strongman and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we posted that. And I, I was, you know, I was still two fifty there. And you remember that picture? It and was, it's a it meme now. Yeah, no, it's a meme. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a meme. It's a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when the bodybuilder sees a strongman. His, <laughs> Brian's arm looks bigger than your whole yeah. torso. <laughs> you know what though? This was like three years ago. I said, "Hey, it's his birthday." And Brian goes, yeah, yeah. "Watch what I do." And yeah, he's yeah. like, I did him dirty. He posted a picture. That picture. That was before, like, the guys were super popular, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Shaw yeah. wasn't what he is today. Yeah. Like, I don't think he even won a lot back then. It was all MHP. So, I mean, think yeah. about how long ago that was. That was I mean, quite a while ago. He might have had one, one already yeah. at that point. And I think yeah. he probably won an Arnold or two at that point, too. <laughs> we got to dig that picture up. Oh, you, gotta, you need to put, throw it in there. Yeah. We're going to find it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Oh, Until no, the next time, you. okay? And yep. uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me.